0: Welcome to the More Tea Vicar podcast. It's James Dinsen and Wayne Massey, Vickers at b Church in Bristol, we are passionate about helping you to follow Jesus. And we desperately want to see the city of Bristol have given a good opportunity to... Respond to the call to follow Jesus. And over Morty Vicar podcasts, we want to help you to think about what it means to follow Jesus. Um, And we do that by talking about theology and culture and life. And today we're talking about our sermons, one of our favorite and least favorite topics, especially now as we get to see our faces when we um, do our own feedback. Um, So that's today on Morty Vicar. Hi, Wayne.
1: Hello. So right let's do sermons so we're doing a we do year-long series of bna uh, or we are at the present moment yeah we've been doing genesis since september and we've just reached the joseph narrative um a very famous story from genesis and you preached on the first chapter of that i chapter, did chapter 37 joseph being sold into slavery um so what was the feedback that you got <laughs> so um
0: i got some encouraging feedback um uh but also that was nice um, uh yeah I, I got i got some good we we always try to make sure that we're we're learning and especially now as we're we're in a different um, format it's important to learn but one one of the things that um uh, you said to me wayne was just a, a reminder that in in the talk that i gave i didn't i didn't get to the cross um and it was it was re- really good to hear that Uh, inevitably it's not easy to hear um, people giving you you feedback because your pride gets in the way um but then once I once I parked that um and and got to what 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 did I miss I I realized that I, I missed talking about the fact that um on the cross Jesus empties himself so that we might be filled um and and I think it you know, it is challenging preaching from the Old Testament, um, but um, it, it is it is possible. Um, but it, but actually, I, I felt convicted um, when I read one Corinthians one seventeen, and um, that that in in human wisdom has the power to, to well has the power to empty the cross of its power, um, and and that that's not a that's not a good thing. We need to be preaching the cross, um, and so it was a it was a it was a good it was a good rebuke actually, Wayne.
1: Oh, thank you um, um and you you'll I've just recorded uh, about an hour ago this week, so you'll be able to do the same you'll be able to critique me um when you see that um and um, wayne
0: so I, I mentioned about the challenge of preaching from from the uh, preaching the gospel from the old testament um can you just tell us a little bit about that? Because because not I, in my experience, not all Christians understand um, the, the difference between preaching the gospel from the Old Testament and um, what that those same passages might sound like in a synagogue.
1: Yeah. So in order to do that, I'm going to draw on kind of the thinking and the writing of Tim Keller, who's the pastor or was the pastor of Redeemer Church in New York. But, but Keller's thoughts are nothing new. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones in the 1950s would have said the same yeah. thing, Spurgeon, before him all the way back. Uh, and the premise the starting point is this is the bible is is primarily a story about god and his great rescue um of us and at the center of that is 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 jesus so if you were doing today bible in one year it was john chapter one in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and so so we understand that all scripture um, points to jesus tells us about jesus and and that and that we we, we 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 look at it through that kind of lens so when we come to the Old Testament we're not looking for kind of good moral truths to apply we're looking for where we see the gospel at work yeah uh, and it, it is quite hard work which is why which is which is why preaching exists as a kind of an art form and something <laughs> yeah so let me use a very good example is is that one of the uh, most famous stories is David and Goliath five stones a small boy and he defeats the giant. And one way that a lot of people will read that is that actually we have Goliaths in our life and what we need to do is we need to trust in God and we need to confront them and in God's strength we can defeat them. Yeah. But actually that that, that, miss, that misses out the power of the gospel because it's basically saying I can do this. And The way to understand the Goliath story is that, is that we are the Israelite army. We are the guys who are hiding and every day Goliath comes out. <laughs> Goliath is sin and death and every day Goliath yeah. And stands before us and says, Can you take me on? If you can defeat me, I will be your slave. And every day we cower behind our walls and go, I cannot take on sin and death. And then into our world comes Jesus, our David. So David is a points to the nature of Jesus. And 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 in and this is the whole thing about the cross being foolishness to the world. He doesn't take Goliath on as Goliath wants him to, but in a different way. So the scandal of the cross. And so Jesus. Um, goes and faces Goliath for us yeah. so that sin and death will be defeated for us now mm-hmm. it then does then begin to apply into what you might call mini Goliath in our life but if i miss the fact that it is the cross that defeats Goliath it is Jesus that defeats Goliath i end up preaching what Keller calls synagogue sermons uh, which is what must i do to improve my life or to make things better and you and we can do that and, and it's very easily done with the old testament because we have to sometimes quite work quite hard to to get to joseph and one of the other dangers is you can um, times you can get to Jesus, sorry, not get to Joseph. But one of the other <laughs> dangers is you can get there quite too easily in quite, yeah. quite a trite way. And, and so there's, there's, there's kind of wrestling with the text, which is what is the gospel truth I see in this text? Where does the text lead <clears throat> yeah. to Jesus and to what the cross does? And yeah. now how do I apply it in 2020?
0: Yes, because there are characters in the Old Testament who reflect both the image of God and their own fallenness. And so... Esau um, is one who um, reflects his fallenness in that he his response to Jacob's treachery is to want to kill him, um, but also he reflects the image of God in that when his brother is coming back to him, he wanders out and wants to forgive him um and the same with jacob you know there are moments of of um of beauty in jacob's life but moments where you think i wouldn't trust this guy as far as i could throw him um, well,
1: and even but even you've got like um, and this is and so actually what we see is we see uh, all of human life in the in the old testament so so i've been thinking about judah this week so judah is the brother who sells joseph into slavery mm. um you'll probably be listening to this i don't know if you'll be listening to this before the sermon but the headline is mm. he then ends up sleeping with his daughter-in-law, which isn't really uh, the done thing then yeah. now. Um, but a few chapters later, Judah is the brother who offers to stay in slavery so that Benjamin can go back to his father.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And so, so actually, even in Judah, we will see a type of Jesus. But the whole point is, <coughs> that David, we know, is, is a type yeah. of mess and leaves a mess behind him. That That all of these times we are seeing the gospel truth applied, but it's always... It's never quite, it doesn't quite work. It's it's never enough. They're signposting all the way to Jesus so that when Peter says, you know, at the right time Christ came, the Old Testament is giving us enough of a signpost towards Jesus and to what the gospel will look like. And also telling us enough about the human heart so that we know that we really need it.
0: Now, this is really important, not just because it helps us to be better preachers, but um, because it helps people to understand what it means to follow Jesus when they are um, living their lives the rest of the week. Um, So we are trying to communicate this because we know that when people come to difficulties in their life um, and they face a a gap between their life and the Christian life um, that they need to close, um, uh, that sometimes the reaction to that is to say this is a problem and i need to fix it um, and and that's because at some point in our life we believed um, that that the answer to our problems is to do better try harder um, and and actually sometimes we believe that the the gospel says that um, <clears throat> quite often when when we ask um people what is god saying um, we'll hear people respond and um, try harder or get it right next time
1: Um, or the other one it's yeah Or sometimes we'll hear the the other one which is actually because god is love it doesn't matter
0: yeah it's okay
1: Um, um
0: and and actually the response is i can't but god can um and and when we don't preach the cross what i often find is that um soon afterwards we will hear people reflecting the absence of the cross in their discipleship and they'll get to one of those two answers. They'll get to do better, try harder, or it's okay, rather than actually I can't, but God can. Um, so we're we're conscious that we we contribute to that problem, we contribute to that. I suppose you call it a deficit in discipleship maturity. Um <clears throat> but but it's not just us. <clears throat> we know Wayne that we we get that idea from other places um, and and Where uh, it's important for us to understand where those narratives come from. Wayne, do you want to just share with people where they come from?
1: So, the narratives, so the two, back to Keller, he talks about there being three ways to live. There's a gospel way to live, which is living in the light and the power of the cross and then there is a kind of the religious way to live and the religious way to live doesn't mean you have to be religious uh, it's about doing everything in your own strength and trying to improve yourself in order to so so actually uh, if it's in the religion sphere it's actually god should love me because i've being a good i give i serve i go to church whatever it's it's i can i can be good in my own strength and interestingly enough keller makes the point that it's that the non-religious worldviews um, do this as well that there's the idea of being good citizens the other way is the kind of the complete opposite of that which actually doesn't really matter and again there's a religious way of doing this and a, a non-religious way of doing this but actually everything's grace and everything will be you know there is no consequence so i might as well just just kind of live my life let go and live yeah and the middle way is the gospel, which is actually there is grace and it does matter, and the power of the, the the cross changes us. We we will default into either a religious mindset or a, or a kind of um, irreligious mindset, depending on a whole series of circumstances. So, for example, were you brought up in a household where um, you were told that you needed to work hard, where you need you know where you needed to to do good, you know, if, if your experience of love in your household um because we'll always have experienced love imperfectly was that actually i need to keep love happy keep the um you might turn out to be a religious person or if or if your experience of love was that it was always unconditional and there were never any consequences you, you you might be you know you might just live life as you want um and those will have fed into us in church as well we might have we might have grown up in a church where actually and some very good, godly people may not even communicate, meant to communicate this, but subtly we heard, try harder, do good, be a good Christian. Or the flip side is actually we might have grown up in a church where actually all you need to do is kind of listen to worship music, and and you don't need really need to do anything else, and then you're all fine. You know, it, it, interesting enough, it's, it's both angles. Um, but but what they then do is they feed a mindset that says either I don't have to do anything. Or I have to do it all in my own strength, as opposed to I need to go to the cross. And this is where I'm, I'm giving away the sermon uh, this Sunday. But Jesus in Hebrews is the author of our faith. So he is yeah. who has won us at the cross, forgiven us in in him we are justified. But he is also the pioneer of our faith. It is in the same power that we are sanctified to be made more like him. So John Wimber says, the way in, the cross is the way on. So I, I, I am changed, my heart is made new because of the power of the cross and the ongoing work in my life of becoming more like Jesus is a work of the cross as well.
0: Amen. So what we want you to hear as disciples um, is that when you're listening to talks, listen for the cross listen for the cross and then we want you to hear that actually in your daily lives listen for the cross it is so important and um, it's so easy to forget um and and we we desperately don't want our preaching and our lives to to be filled with human wisdom and to be emptying the cross of its power and um, we when you're going to cut in
1: and I was going to say, and um, uh, and cut. I, I'm I'm not saying just because I'm a preacher, but cut your preacher some slack in a sense, in that generally I think most people are trying to communicate that, and you know sometimes uh, we say stuff and it doesn't quite come out as we thought we were going to say it, or sometimes we say stuff and you hear it differently. Um, but 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 be listening out for yeah, as James said, listen out for the cross,
0: um, and listen for it in your daily lives thanks and um, this was um Vicker. i can't remember which episode we're on um, i don't know but... it was less of
1: a conversation about theology and culture and life and more of a preaching rant from me so.
0: yes indeed <laughs> um, uh, but hopefully it will have helped you um so um we 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 are um, we are passionate about seeing Bristol changed as a city and, and seeing people given opportunities to follow Jesus. And that not just being about a decision that they make, but it, about becoming disciples. And, and they do that as they see other people's lives changed. So, so how we hear the gospel, how, how um, you live the gospel in your daily life um, has an effect on the people around you. Um and so, in these times where we're we're in lockdown, um God has an opportunity to place his finger on the parts of our lives where he wants the gospel to grow and because we have have filled those places with human wisdom and not the power of his cross. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that um, now as people are listening, you would um, place your finger on um, the parts of our lives where we are dependent upon our own wisdom and not on the power of your cross. And we pray that through that, um, uh, you would bring glory to yourself and this city and the world would be changed. Amen.
1: Amen.